Well, hello and welcome to episode number 38 of HearthCast.com, a podcast for the average World of Warcraft player, recorded for you in the Nextelligence.com studios on the very first day of July 2010 with your host, Root. And Freckleface. In this episode, we're going to talk about how Root got into raiding. Ooh. Finally. Finally. We're also going to cover email questions, listener phone calls. we got three of them this week. Yeah, so That's we awesome. Awesomeness. Uh, Bruce's going to give you his auction house tip. We have Looking for Fail. That's a new, uh, new a segment. new segment. Yeah, we're going to try that one out. And Shenanigans. Shenanigans. We're bringing that one that. back. That one, we used to like close with that particular uh, segment. Thing, segment, yeah. But now, bringing it back. Anyhow, we'd like to give a quick greeting to all of our guildmates over on Whisperwind, both in the Titan Warriors and Alf. Shout out to Tolkien, and he's a Tolkien's a bank alt that I met over on Whisperwind. He had a great conversation with him, but he refuses to tell anybody who his main is because he's afraid that he'll they'll go after him because all his auction house antics. Oh, does he do stuff like you do? Worse. Make people mad? Yeah, a lot worse. So he and I had some conversations. I brought him up to speed on the uh, remote auction house. So that was kind of cool. Uh, another shout out goes to um, I guess it's Bobbly but with a zero instead of an O uh, he's got a great WordPress site you'll find a link up on our website over on uh, hearthcast.com Taverncraft of course our wonderful sponsors got some awesome steins from them we talked about those last week those are just I love them I want more and of course I am decked out in my swag dog gear because I'm that epic totally are it's hey, it's what I wear every podcast day. I'm just in the mood for the podcast all day long, so I wear my swag dog gear. Nebula, of course, on Beats 365. Quick shout out to him for all the music that you are currently enjoying and hearing and listening to. That's awesome music that we've got. And of course, this place wouldn't be possible without a shout out to uh, nextelligence.com for making the studio that possible. Do check out our website over www.hearthcast.com. While you're there, take our survey. If you want to contribute to the show, do so. Contribute at hearthcast.com is our email address. 321-558-7637 is our voicemail line. You can always follow the show on iTunes. Subscribe via FeedBurner. Post our RSS feed into your aggregator or follow us on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash hearthcast. So, Freckleface, what's going on with you this week in the World of Warcraft? Well, you know, this week um, I've been doing a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, Omni Mage, you know, last week I had said I got in the title for the Midsummer's Fire Festival. Yeah, I remember thing. that. I got the title. Mm-hmm. Um, and since then, I've just been doing the daily boss instead of the da- instead of the regular random heroic. Yeah, I started and doing I, that. And I had said that last week, but it's really nice. Didn't raid. Uh, we did not do ICC because of that 24-hour maintenance. Yeah, which that just was... killed me. I know. Oh, it killed me. Yeah. Um, but it threw off our whole rating schedule. So. I had to work in work late. So oh. so there was that. And on my rogue, I kind of went through this thing like, you know what? Right now, my rogue freckle face was not a workable character. She wasn't? What happened? Well, all all of the all of my bags were stuffed with stuff. Put it that way. <laughs> okay. And what I had done was, when I was trying to do the fishing daily, I had respect... And put only things that made me go faster, mm. regardless of, you know, whatever. And I had about, like, 25 unspent talent points. Wow. So I couldn't even fight mobs. You're just like a fishing machine. Yeah, pretty much. And I was like, you know what? At some point when this expansion does come out, I would mm-hmm. like to go back to playing my rogue main. Right, 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 right. And so I decided, okay, I need to look up, you know, the rotations and the glyphs and... Get all that set up. So I did, and I've actually run a few uh, random heroics on my rogue. How's that going? Not bad. That's cool. Not doing as bad as I as I would have thought I did. <laughs> all right. But gotten a couple new pieces. I'm not gonna um, try to take her into Ice Crown or in in game raid or anything like that. Do you know what her gear Just score is? Yes, I do. What is it? Forty one, forty four. Uh, okay. Yeah. Just check. Well, I have the add-on. I know what it is. <laughs> um, there's that. And also, I'm now a proud owner of the Celestial Steed. A Celestial Steed? The Celestial Steed. Isn't that the one you have to pay money for? <laughs> it is. Or just do some babysitting. Oh. Apparently. Apparently so. Well, that was my way of saying thank you for uh, watching the kids while Ms. Root and I went out and celebrated our anniversary. Mrs. Root. Mrs. Root. 
16 yeah. years. Yeah. You said 17 last podcast, by the way. Did I? Yeah. It just, you know, the years, they go by so fast. It's, yeah. She doesn't listen to this. <laughs> so I'm okay. So, Ruth. Yes? What's going on with you this week in the World of Warcraft? Well, um, I spent some time redoing all my macros. And I've made them, because I'm, I'm a very keyboard-centric player. And so I spent some time just really going over all my macros and making sure that I'm getting the best available uh, keyboard setup that I could. And uh, that's using different modifiers like alts and shifts and everything. And uh, that was a lot of fun. I spent, uh, spent about an hour or two doing that today. Um, tweaked out power auras. That's going really good. I love, I love power auras. I don't know how I played the game without it before. Because... My DPS has increased just by installing power auras. And uh, you know what? I got some big, big, big news. You want to know what the big news is? What? I did my first raid. That's right. Thank you very much. I did my first raid. Which raid was it? Um, the Trial of Champions. Oh. As a matter of fact, it was that one. And um, it was pretty neat. And of all things, I used uh, not your traditional raid system for that. What did you use? I used the GDKP. And oh, the will, gold bin? Yeah, we will talk about that a little more today, and then we'll talk about that even more in detail, like probably next week. Okay. Uh, but that was kind of cool. Um, I'm one step closer to my epic achievement. I hit superior, and I've got pretty much, uh, all I lack is my trinket. My trinket's my only non-epic item that I've got, one of my trinkets anyhow. So... And I uh, did some more fishing dailies. I don't understand the Sholazar Basin one. you got to go catch a fish. That I guess they're trying to show off that, hey, you remember this cool effect that we did when you took the Druid quest and everything Actually, turns Actually, what dark? that is, that's a mage invisibility spell. That's exactly what happens when I go invisible. Oh. When you, when you eat the phantom ghost fish. Right. Yeah, turns yeah. invisible. That, I don't understand. What, why? It doesn't do you any good, for at least not there. I mean, can you fish that up and it's not a quest item? And go turn no. it? No. See, what so do you not understand? What's the sense? The sense of what? In turning the screen dark and all, you know. and then You go it. invisible. Well, I know, but it doesn't serve you any purpose over there. You're picking up a fish for a quest. The quest is, hey, there's this fish. We can't find it. See right. if we can figure out why we can't find it. And you figure out that, oh, it's because this fish turns invisible. But you've already caught it. And you have to eat it and turn invisible. Well, you use it. Yes. Whatever. It doesn't make any. It's it's a to me. It's just a way for them to show off an effect that a lot of people don't see. Yeah, because they're not mages. Right, or they didn't do a druid quest back in the day. No. But you know, whatever. That's just what it is. And on Fat Wallet, cool stuff going on in Fat Wallet. I only played them a little bit uh, this week, mostly on the remote auction house. Um, as I mentioned before, um, helped the guy out, explain some more about the remote auction house to him. And actually, today when I was online. Um, actually ran through, and a mage who was over in Dalaran was uh, selling a stack of Titan Steel. And he had a really good price on it. And so I was like, well, I'm over in, you know, in Ironforge. He's like, ah, oh, no problem. I'm Mick Mage, and I'll port myself there. I was like, oh, very cool. And so I was like, I'll be on, you know, be on the Auction House Bridge. And so I'm waiting for him, and I'm having flashbacks of the last time I conducted some business in front of the Auction House on the Auction House Bridge in the flack that I took for, uh-huh. you know, buying something to resell it. So I made it painfully obvious to the guy that I'm going to resell. You know, because I said, you know, you could get a better price for this on the auction house if you just sold it on the auction house. He's like, yeah, I know, but I don't have time. I was like, all right, you know I'm going to put this on the auction house. He goes, that's cool. Do whatever you want to do with it. I was like, all right. He said, price is still the same. So the price is still the same. And so I felt a little bit bad because the price was really good. So I gave him a little more than he asked for. And he threw in a bunch of, uh, you know, crystallized air, water, shadow, earth. Like, not full stacks, but a good amount of them. So he unloaded his crap on you. Pretty much. But those sell. Once you stack them up, those sell pretty yeah, well. They do. So, you know, I've got a lot of those you know, sitting around. So I was like, all right, cool. Because I, I like to buy those because people, they don't put them up in stacks. They put them up onesie twosies, and I'll buy them and put them into a stack and resell them. So I was quite happy to get that. So, yeah, it was kinda, that was kind of cool. And, um... I discovered a pretty interesting loophole in the whole auction house system. What's that? Oh, we'll have to talk about it in the auction house tip. Later. Later. Make me I'll wait. make you wait for it. And if you didn't know, uh, Freckleface, 
Cataclysm Beta is now live. Um, beta testers are being added all the time, and if you want to have yourself selected for a Cataclysm Beta testing, then you have to go into uh, your beta profile settings, and it's, which is manage my game section over in battle.net and set yourself up a beta account if you want to go do that and ruin the big surprise once Cataclysm hits. Of course, a lot of people, what they're trying to say is they want to get a jump on the game and go in and figure out exactly what their class changes are going to be like. But me, I look at it as like uh, stuff changes. That's why it's beta. And so what you're looking at may or may not be in the live version of the game, so don't waste your time. But that's just me. Some people love looking at that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Now it's time for email questions. You too can have your email read and answered by the HearthCast crew. By emailing your questions, comments, shout-outs, or greetings to contribute at hearthcast.com. So, Freckleface, I noticed the inbox was quite full this week. It was quite full. That's cool. So, what do we got? What are some of the stuff we got to share with our listeners this week? All right. The first one is from a character I'm just going to call Sorelli. All right. Okay. Over on Malfurion. Hey, guys. I was listening to your show last week, and I heard Root say he turned 4,000 gold into 15,000. I really have no clue how to play the auction house, but sure as could use the gold. So what exactly did you invest in, and what other items do you suggest investing in? Thanks. Keep doing what you do best. Which is making gold, I guess. Well, I don't know. Anyhow, um, that's a difficult question to answer, simply because what I did on my server isn't going to carry over to anybody else's server. Um, so you had really look at what is selling in your server, what people are buying, look into the patch notes, and just kind of see what's going on, what kind of materials... It, what I did was probably very common across servers. You know, I invested in things that people were going to use as, um, uh, not reagents, but materials to do something else with. So if I saw materials that were that were priced low, I'm buying those materials, putting them in stacks, and putting them back. I bought a lot of, of low-numbered things and grouped them together and put them back on the auction house as a full stack. And I stuck with a lot of Berean leather because for some reason on our on our uh, realm, people like to put it up in fives and tens, and you can put it in a twenty stack and make a couple gold on that transaction. So that's primarily what I did. And um, yeah, basically, go back and listen if you haven't listened to some of the other other shows. We even have an auctioneer, an entire podcast devoted to auctioneer, which hopefully everything's the same. There's been some changes in it, but not a lot of changes in it. But, you know, go back and listen to some of those. I mean, we give out auction house tips every week. So keep on listening to the show, and you'll learn probably more than uh, you want to about the auction house. I'll grab the second one because it's kind of addressed to me. It's from SafetyNet. And SafetyNet's over on the Blackwater Raiders uh, server. It says, Hi, Freckleface and Root. A couple of podcasts, someone called to mention that you, Root, might have to ret- retire a while when you turn 40. And you also alluded to it in your last podcast that you've got a year to go before retiring. I'm thinking OBS. I'm 47 years old and enjoy playing World of Warcraft. I see no problem with this because it is my generation that came up with a PC. While the next generation ain't done nothing yet. Probably because they play WoW too much. I remember the 286SX with 10 megabyte hard drive was the bomb. I also like to say that three years ago, I flew to Orlando, Florida in October, accompanying my sister, who had a convention to attend, and she didn't want to be there alone after her daily meetings. While she was at her meetings, I was at the water park having the time of my life on the various slides. You should have seen the side of me, a fat middle-aged truck driver sliding all the slides, laughing all the way. I wanted to go to the Disney park, but with so many things to do in Orlando, it just slipped my mind. Perhaps when I become 50, just three years from now, I'll go and have my picture taken with Mickey. But being in my 40s, I really, I'm really having a ball. I think it's because I reached a point in my life when I don't care what people think and just enjoy letting it all hang out. It really great being middle-aged. I hope your younger listeners would just relax about age and not get so hung up on it. Trust me, when you turn 40, you can either cry to your grave or you can have fun. I enjoy the podcast very much. P.S. Happy Birthday, Root, and future happy birthday to Freckleface. So you now, Freckleface, have a happy birthday from the future. Well, I mean, it's not too far from now. I know. Unless he means my happy 40th birthday. That would be really far away for you. It's kind of a while. Yeah. But, you know, 
I, I kind of joke about stuff that, that people say, you know, like being old and whatnot. It doesn't bother me. Uh, so, I, yeah, I do allude to it and joke about being old and having to retire. Wasn't it Pibbles that said that anyhow? Yeah, it was Pibbles. So, yeah. In, I think and we've just been saying that facetiously, like, oh, you got another year. Got another year. Got to retire in a year. So, yeah, that's it's becoming kind of just a, a little inside joke on the podcast. But it, it is funny. You know what? Uh, I was grouping with a guy the other night that was uh, in his 50s as well. And I, you know, I don't know if I see a lot more of them around. I still think I see more kids than adults, especially now that it's the summer and school is out. I see more people that act like kids. Probably. Yeah. But the longer I play, the more I've gotten away from that stereotypical being the 12-year-old and his 12-year-old guy in his parents' room. His parents were probably more than 12, 33 in his parents' house. Oh, that's like a worse stereotype. (laughs) Hasn't moved out. Spends all his cash on WoW. Has a poster, fair faucet. I don't know. Anyhow. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's... I do see a lot, but you know what? I have also seen that middle-aged, overweight truck driver sliding down the slides of water parks. I saw one guy get stuck once. That was pretty funny. <laughs> it wasn't me either. So, <laughs> but he How'd they stuck. get him out? Um, just the water pressure built up behind him enough to push yeah, him on down. Him yeah, got him on down. I used to work at a water park a long time ago as a, as a paramedic, so that's a good job. It's got a lot of side benefits that we can't talk about on this show. <laughs> so, but it's a, yeah. So, yeah, you know what? Thank you for that email. And, and, and just, you know, just so you know that I'm not planning on retiring at all. I just like to say that I'm going to and only got a year left, but I'm not planning. I'm not going anywhere. I got too much time and money invested in this game. And if we're still podcasting in three re- three years and you come down to Orlando, you have to. Absolutely. You can be on the call. show yeah. live. Live on the show with us. So cool, man. Thanks for the email. Appreciate it. So who is the uh, next email from here? Next email is from Pibbles. Pibbles. Just talked about Pibbles. On Gorgonosh. I thought Pibbles was on Whisperwind. No, he's on our old server. He oh. plays Horde on our old server. Oh. Remember? I remember that now. Okay. Hi. All right. And this Sorry, is a follow-up to last week's episode about different places to visit in Azeroth. Yeah. So he has more unusual places. One is the Pirate Cove in Arathi Highlands behind Stormguard Keep. Hmm. That's actually pretty cool. I've been there. You have to get in the water and kind of swim around it to get to it. I think swim I would like water. to go there and wear the pirate outfit. That'd be fun. He also says in his in his Jara, in his, in his Jara, his Jara. Visit the Temple of Archeron. I've been there. The Tower of Eldra and the Ravencrest Monument. Those are really cool. I really hate Azara though. I had to go there. I think I quested there for something. That is my least favorite place because you cannot tell on the map if you're blocked by mountains or not. Ooh. It looks like you have a clear path, and you get there, and yes, you can't mountains. go around. You have no idea where the mountains end, where there was a path. Fail. All right. <laughs> Once more, I don't remember the name of it, but the northeast of Light's Hope Chapel in the Eastern Plaguelands, there is a creepy ghost town with no NPCs and weird music. Access is through a cave. That is weird. I didn't know about that. You know what? Um, I haven't seen that one, but I did, and I think we talked about this in a podcast before. I did one time on, I think it was Root, swam around like the entire continent and popped up in Eastern Plaguelands, I believe. Oh, right. And there was nobody in the zone. The zone was completely vacated. Oh, you got a phased version of it or yep. something? Yeah. And basically, I talked to I was one of our guild leaders, and they were saying that, you know, like, oh, you swam there, huh? You came up from mm-hmm. the... I'm like, yeah, what's going on? They're like, well, you didn't come in the right way, and it's a bug, and you got to, you know, leave the zone and come back into the zone the right way, and then everybody will be there. But it was kind of freaky, because I'm like, what is this? <laughs> well, Plaguelands is a really freaky place in the first place. Especially if you quest there. Which I did. There's this really weird quest where um, uh, someone sends you to go find their niece. Okay. You know, that she'd get in trouble. And, like, you go there, and the niece is dead, and her ghost is there. And you have to talk to her, and she wants her dolly. She's, like, yeah. missing her doll. And yeah, you have yeah, to put yeah. together the pieces. The piece, you got the head, the torso, yeah. and the... But it's really weird, because she's, like, asking for her aunt and everything. Yeah, I remember that one. Yes. Yeah, it's like... Great camp. Yeah. All right. Andy That's a pretty says, easy quest to do because all the pieces are right there. Well, and then every time you pick up one, something fights you, though. That's true. 
It also says best old school instances, solo and strat. Get keyed for both there, well worth effort. Worth effort. Yeah, I don't have the keys. I'm horrible at picking up keys. Well, strat home, I did run that. Um, I forgot why. Running and doing something, like maybe it's during the holiday or something. It is a lot of fun. There's a lot of little unique items that you can pick up. And it's cool like how we're running like, the culling of Strat home yeah. so many times. Yeah. And then we're kind of doing it the opposite because people who did old school WoW would have done Strat home 5,000 times. Right. Then the culling would have been new. But for some of us, doing the culling a lot and then going back and seeing the original. I like doing the old stuff now that I'm 80 because it... <laughs> you know, like, yeah, because you you're not going to get in trouble. Yeah. Right. Come close to me and I'll kill you. I think both of those drop a mount. You know what? I have been on those because um, there are uh, there are some people in, a, in, a, in our guild who go on mount runs about once a week or so into those. And it's really fast because you go in there with three people and the guy who took us had that uh, had that, the, the mammoth with the dual riders on it. And he knew exactly what boss to go kill for the possible drop of the mount. So that was cool. All right, so this last thing, do you guys have a Facebook page by chance? No. Not that we're against Facebook. We just don't have one yet. Do we have any plans for it? Yeah, yes. I'd Maybe like to do it. Yeah, we can. We'll talk. Then you might be able to figure out our real names. Oh, no. Because there'd be like two fans. <laughs> and you're like, hmm, wonder which one's Freckle Bay. Yeah. <laughs> I want to go with the ginger girl. <laughs> Who knows? That's exactly how that goes. <laughs> And now for voicemail and comments. Be part of HearthCast by calling 321-558-7637. Leave your message, comments, shoutouts, or greetings, and the HearthCast crew will get it online for you. Yes, we will. We appreciate all the phone calls we get. We actually do have a couple phone calls this week. And, um, you know, as, uh, as our friend... Sniper said, all you do is call 321-558-7637. We don't answer the phone. It's not like you're going to talk to us in person. If you mess up, it's okay. You can call back because I'll edit that out uh, for the most part. We might laugh about it. No, I'm kidding. No. So, but let's go right into the first call that we have today. Hey, hi, guys. I'm uh, uh, Silver Stream, the Blackwater Raider. Well, uh, it's a bummer that nobody called I uh, so I just assumed you guys would be getting millions and millions of phone calls. Um, basically, I just wanted to really quickly mention uh, an add-on I've been using called Dr. Damage. It's a real good add-on because it shows uh, the amount of damage uh, that uh, your spells can cast at any given time. It also gives you additional information as to how many uh, damage per mana uh, certain spell is doing so that you can uh, utilize your spell casting. Uh, and that's about it. I enjoyed the show. Thanks, Mark. So I'm really into add-ons that can tell me a little bit more about what's going on. Um, and it's probably going to expose a little more of my noobness, but there are timers that I wasn't aware of. Like, I, you know, I kind of trusted the default UI for timers. But I have now learned that there are a lot of stuff that's going on that, like, for instance, my, my haunt. I can actually get my haunt off a little bit earlier without suffering any penalty for that. And then I've learned that you don't want to clip as much because when you start clipping your, your, your cast, like my Shadow Bolt or some other stuff, then you're actually impeding some of the damage. So I'm learning a whole lot about just the actual timing now. And, of course, I'm, like, what, 80? But a lot of it is just... You gotta, you gotta do DPS, no matter what. I mean, I know that it's not just DPS, 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 but when you are DPSing, you gotta do what you gotta do. You gotta get the most DPS you can for the amount of time that you do. In other words, you gotta pull your weight. But you gotta know it's not all about DPS, so it's like we said in the previous podcast, but you also don't wanna free ride, you don't have to be carried the entire time, you know what I mean? I know what you mean. So, I haven't used that add-on, have you? I'm gonna have to go check it out. So, and then we'll talk about it next week and see what it's like. Because I'm. Hey guys, it's Pibbles. Hey, hey Pibbles. You know, uh, you guys were talking about uh, the change in Warcraft here, and sitting here on this 24-hour patch that seems like forever. Uh, yep. I wonder what some of these uh, 
hardcore gamers do during this downtime like this. Maybe they might go outside and see some sunshine. Uh, but anyways, no, no sunshine. Um, I was wondering if maybe you guys had any information on if in, if they're going to make any changes with the old raid instances like AQ, ZG, uh, multi-core. Um, AQ was one of the greatest uh, raiding instances ever, and ever. you know it's sad to see when you go out there that Slash it just sits there and, and there's nothing going on. So I wonder if you maybe had any insight to that and. Uh, and also, there's a place uh, in Tanathis. It's uh, Lands in Beach. It's the very southern tip of the uh, um, down there in Tanathis. Got to swim over to it uh, a little bit. But uh, there's an island that you can get to. Um, gonna die a couple times getting over it. But uh, you know, it's 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 an island that has people on there and um, kind of uh, out in the distance. So just uh, just a little heads up that some things in the world that. You can get to. It's it's hard to get there. Uh, anyways, you gotta take care. I'll uh, talk to you later. Bye. I think Pibbles likes traveling. Did you say Tanaris? Yes. I think he said Tanaris. Oh, I've been to the beach that it's behind the mountains. He had to swim there, and there's a um, a pirate chest and a map. Okay. Like, have you ever seen in the auction house, like, middle map fragment? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay, like, that's pretty common, but there's, like, a lower and an upper that aren't very common. All but right. if you get all three, you combine them, it makes a map that you click on, and it gives you a quest. And you go to the quest down at this beach, and you try to get the treasure, and all the goblins come and fight you. Oh. And you have to defend it. I haven't done that. But it sounds like But fun. But if it's an island past that, that I wasn't aware of. I meant to check that out. Well, and going back to what he said earlier in the call about old... Uh, instances, instances and dungeons going away. I can kind of see where he's coming from because if you look at Blizzard, has already said that that people coming into vanilla, what was vanilla WoW? You know, so people starting and buying World of Warcraft when Cataclysm hits are going to see the world as Cataclysm is, as so they'll see it post what it used to be, which is what, why we're making a big deal about having to go and see all this stuff. In in uh, everywhere before cataclysm hits, so there's going to be a a disjointment in the telling of the story, because you're going to go into somewhere that in an instance that has not been affected by the cataclysm, and they may be talking about stuff that's old news, you know, like you know, an Argent Crusade or something. I don't know, something that's no longer part of the the story anymore. However, um, I'm not one of Quoting blue posts from the forums, you know, just about every other podcast does that. I let let them do that, but we I am going to quote a blue post today on that subject, and it says straight from Blizzard that we aren't going to remove every instance. Um, if they do decide to remove anything, we'll let you know. As far as items go, some may have their stats altered, but this isn't set in stone, and um, I can't read the rest because it's all cut off. But pretty much what they're saying is stuff that's there that's going to remain there. Um, if they do remove things, they'll let you know. Pretty much if it's something that is just messed up with the storyline, they're either going to let you know that they're taking it out or they're going to let you know ahead of time with like a pop-up that you know this is not part of the current storyline. Yeah, but I would be sad to see some of those instances go because they, they were fun. Don't you think? You don't think. Actually, um, on my paladin that I'm leveling up, I'm having a lot of fun doing instances I never got to do before. No. Oh. Because our old guild and realm, we just couldn't get a group together. Right. And now you don't need to. Now you don't need to. Just, I... Now I'm doing like Scarlet Monastery and Oldamon. Oh. It's pretty neat. Now I have the next calls from our, our buddy Resident Evil, who's tweeted us a couple times. And it's got to be thus far one of the best phone calls we've ever gotten. Because he's expressing some of his telepathic abilities. Uh-oh. And then he's going to be mad at me. So I'm going to apologize in advance for playing this call. And uh, and you'll see why right here. So. Hey, Root, uh, don't play this on the podcast. Oops. I'm give you uh, uh, maybe, a, maybe a hand on the problem you were having the last episode I heard you were talking about. Not being able to um, figure out what to do about rating. I got I got to pretty good answer for you, um, but uh, I didn't know if you wanted, uh, how much detail you wanted on it. Um, it's basically doing uh, GDKP runs, um, 
my main is a is a paladin on uh, a blood elf paladin on area 52 uh, merkava m-e-r-k-a-v-a-h uh, i'm the guild leader of 13th legion and um we do gdkp runs and i don't no one no other podcasts ever talk about them i don't know how many people know about them but it's this super easy way to make about uh, right now on the ICC runs, I'm making about 4,000 gold per raid. I got uh, three tunes. They're all good ICC 25 men. And we're down to 9 or 12. And then I do um, uh, uh, TOC 25 men of GKP runs. And uh, people are getting about 900 gold per raider and then um, bidding on stuff, uh, gear, and usually paying about 300 to, you know, 700 on some stuff and up as high as 10,000 for other gear. But there's a lot of nuances and guilt and, uh, and stuff to it, and I didn't know if you wanted uh, more information or, or anything from it. Well, like I said, he's, psych- he's not psychotic. Like I said, he's a little bit psychic on there because uh, we were going to do a lot more this episode about GDKP, um, but we have decided to push that off until uh, episode 40 uh, for that. And it's that's how I got into raiding, and in essence, what it is is a very simple way for people to get together in a in a group in a pug to go on a raid, and it keeps people involved. It keeps people in the raid. People don't leave because you wipe because they have a vested uh, ending because everybody's gonna split the, the money at the end of the raid, and it is a good way to pick up gear if you have gold to do so. And I went in there with Root, and um, with I think I had a hundred gold on me at the time, so it wasn't. But it was by the end, or in end of it, I was able to bid on a couple things. But we'll talk about that more in depth in our main content for for next week. So, I'm going to be a little mad at me for playing his call and told me not to play his call, but it was pretty relevant because it is what we're going to talk about in our main content this week, and uh, what we're going to talk about exclusively in our content uh, next week. Controversial, thought-provoking, game-changing insider information. Ah, who are we kidding? It's just the main content of the show. And our main content this week is all about how I got into raiding. I've done one, so now I'm into it. I've only done one. I expected to do more by the time this podcast hit, but I've only done one. Sure to consider yourself a raider? No, not yet. <laughs> but, um... I do remember when I was doing the raid, I should have gone back and listened to your podcast and your advice about what to do before you get in a raid. Like, know how much time you're going to be there. Because I got in the raid at like 9 o'clock or 9.30 on a Wednesday night. And it was like midnight before we were done. Yeah. And I was like, holy cow. <laughs> and uh, it, it was pretty cool. But in doing so, um, I've got about a 10-step system here that will get people into raiding if they want to get into it because I cannot be the only person in, 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 in the scenario that I was in. No. I just can't be. No. So unless you're like in with a good guild or know a good guild leader who's just going to say, yeah, I come under my wing and I'll, I'll, you know, I'll take you in, you got to get in. And I'm in a situation, as you heard, you know, going around, it's not the situation I was in. I don't have anybody to, to take me under their wing and, you know, carry me along into a, a, a raid. So... The you know this is like steps one through ten and I've done everything here and I can attest to it because I was in that raid and I downed the boss and got mad because it was that same boss from another place that big spider not spider the big beetle is the same model yeah a new carob yeah. or whatever yeah it's the same thing I already killed him what's he doing back should be dead anyhow the very first thing you want to do is seek advice from others you know go go get some help I did you know I went and I actually posted on uh, Rarcast sent Rarcast an email and even called the show, and uh, you know you heard that all last week. We got a lot of good information from them. I haven't left the guild yet. I am still in uh, Titans Warriors, so we'll see how that how that plays out. But so far, I'm still in the guild. But I went, got advice from others. Everybody's basically saying, you know, got to get your gear score up. You got to do this. And as much as I hated, uh, I had to do step number two, which was biting the bullet. And there's some things that it, it's just the way they are right now. Gear score is a big part of the game right now. Like it or love it or hate it. You know, damage meters are a big part of the game right now. Like them, love them, or hate them. I hate them both, but they're part of the game. 
So I have to learn to accept that. And if I want to progress with my character in the game, I just have to accept that as the norm right now. I can hope and pray that they go away, but for right now, that's what it is. It's very mature of you. Thank you. I appreciate that. We are getting old. Oh, sad face. Uh, so, I got gear score installed. I got my damage meters installed. I noticed... Gear score light? Yes. Yes. No, I don't want the other one. I don't even know what the other one does. I don't even care. I just know what my gear score is. That's all that matters. That's all you need. So... And then, you know, I installed damage meters and I tested my damage out with uh, the testing dummies and figured out, you know, okay, maybe I can tweak this a little bit to, to put out some more damage. And I have, and that's going great. Um, so your next step, number three, is do anything you can to get your gear score up to at least 5K. And I did that. I've got a trinket, which I thought really wasn't, you know, that best of a good of a trinket for a warlock. But then when I taught the cannon face and told him what it was, he's actually, no, no, that's really good. And of course it is. It's a spell power one. I knew that part, but I just didn't think the haste would matter that much on it. But apparently it does. So it's cool. And uh, it wasn't, you know, and I think I, I told you guys this before. I had to trade down to get it. I had to start off with my, what, my uh, emblems of triumph and then convert those to emblems of something else. Conquest, maybe. Con yeah, all the way down to like emblems of honor or something. Heroism. Heroism, yeah. I had to go all the way down the tree. And you and I talked about this where they should have a conversion vendor, right? Yeah. You should just go to him and go, because it's the same thing. I converted 40 to 40 to 40 to 40 to 40 and got what I needed. I should just go to... Oh, you know what they need to do? That, need that needs to be like a banker's job. Yeah, like yeah. a currency exchanger. Yeah. Yeah, you should be able to go by the bank and say, I've got my 40 emblems of conquest and I need to exchange those for 40 or you know there's some that train to like you know a 4 to 1 ratio or whatever you should you know be able to go do that you should be able to go you know they should do that too for like old um like just different random marks that you have mark of signalets or signals or whatever it thing was yeah like uh you should be able to trade this in not for very much so that people are trying to make a profit of it right. but you have like 10 sitting around yeah get a 10 to 1 ratio just something Get a little, get little change up there. Yeah, because it's all sitting around and taking up database space. But So, you know, I had to do that in order just to get the trinket I needed to push me to the to the 5K limit and or or that, that... Threshold. Thank you, threshold is what I was looking for. And I hit it, I'm like right over, I'm like, I'm like 5,100 now. So I'm like, all right, cool. I am a 5,100 uh, gear score affliction... Warlock. Warlock. So I was really happy. And now, so that takes me on to step number four. And I hated doing this one, too. I had to go hang out in Dalaran. What if it's in the sewers? It's a, Well, it's kind of okay, because oh. you might get called out of the sewers. Because oh, okay. a lot of times, you know, it's it's going on to step five, which is, you really, step four and step five are, are, are reversible. You can do them in any way. But you got to go to the major city, and which is I went to Dalaran, and you got to hang out in Trade Chat. And I despise Trade Chat because it's extremely immature, and nothing ever funny is said. Oh, that's not true. Nothing ever funny is said. I've seen funny stuff. But you've seen it ten times. It's not funny anymore. Yeah, yeah. You just go, okay, yeah, fail. It's funny the I've first time. Yeah. So I, just, I don't like it, though, because it's, you know, gold spammers, immature, blah, 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 blah. Oh, and then the... um. Different rumors that different celebrities are dead. Yeah, That's or the fact funny. that the servers are going down and never coming back online, or whatever is going on in there. It's just, it's irrelevant. But that's where you got to go and hang out and watch for people who are looking for pickup groups to go do um, a raid. Now, as um, Resident Evil mentioned, the GDKP system. This is how I got into it. Now, here's a cool thing. I'm just going to give you the, the abridged version of the GDKP system. You go in to a raid, and every, you know, once you get the whole group, 25, whatever, you go in there, there's a master looter, and you go in, and as soon as you down, you know, any kind of boss, anything that's got something that people would normally roll on in any other scenario, you bid on it with gold. And so it's a whole system. It's an add-on. And 
it starts off by saying, okay, uh, we're going to start the bidding off for this thing at 100 gold. And so you type in 100 gold in the rate chat or whatever your bid is. 100, I bid 100. And then people continue to outbid each other until, you know, five seconds passes between two bids. So it's five seconds. If five seconds passes and someone's bid 300 gold on an item that sells for 3,000 gold on the auction house, then they're going to get that for 300 gold. And then they go up to the master looter. They give them 300 gold. The master looter gives them the loot. Now the cool thing about GDKP. Now the cool thing about GDKP is because people have a vested interest in getting through the entire instance, they don't leave. And the reason they have the vested interest is every gold that you put in to buy the gear, or the loot, or to win your auction for it, that goes into a kitty, and that is divided equally amongst every member of the raid. So as you're progressing and people are bidding 300, 400, 500, 1,000, 5,000, we had something go the other night for 5,000 gold. It was a really cool trinket. And I'm like, I could eat. Oh, it's beautiful. And I'm like, I got 300 gold. And I bid 300 and the guy bid 5,000. I was like, ouch. So I did not have 5,000 gold to bid on said trinket. So Because you, you're not using fat wallets no, money. No, I'm not using fat wallets money yet. I was thinking about it. Um, but when he bid that, I'm like, you know what? I'm getting a portion of that back. So I was kind of happy someone bid that much and one, you know, spent that much. Because at the end of the night, I got uh, 600 some odd gold. Like 687 gold was, was my share. And it was really cool because at the end of the night, once you're down the big boss and everybody, okay, everything, yay, everything's over. We only wiped once, which was kind of cool. I thought for sure you know, were going to wipe every time. I only died once, and that was when we wiped. And that was because uh, nobody was really familiar. Well, there's only a couple of people familiar with it, and a lot of people weren't familiar with it. And it's, was it the one with the black and white? No, it was the final boss. A new oh, Kababa, yeah. whatever his name is. And when he's sending out these little spikes across the ground, I'm like, whoa, what's that? It's a spike. Oh, let me move. And I didn't move fast enough and I died. So, but we'll, like I said, next week we'll talk really in depth about, about GDKP, where it all came from, and everything else. Now, the other cool thing about GDKP is, is you can run them again and again and again and again and again just to get the experience and achievements. Because you're going to get the experience and achievements. They want people in that, that you know, they're not going to say what you're, you know, show me your experience, show me your achievements, show me your gear score. Yeah, they're going to say gear score because that's, you know, they want that to get in. There's a minimum for that. But they look for people who need the gear that's going to drop in those instances. So you're going to get in. They need everybody to get in there because the more people in it or the more people are going to bid, the more people are going to bid, the higher the kitty, the higher the kitty, the more money. It's, it's all good. So you're going to get invited in as provided you have that 5K gear score. And now that you've in there and you're running your, G, your, 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 your GDKPs, you're making gold, you're getting the experience of being in there and understanding how that particular raid works, you're getting these cool achievements that everybody goes, oh, I want to see your achievement. You know, and the first, like, I couldn't tell you what we did half the time. Half the time I'm just like, you know, what am I supposed to do? And they're, they're like, oh, go kill that. Okay, or work on the ads. There were, I will say this raid we had was very uh, informative about what to do during each stage of everything. And plus, you weren't on vent. No, we were not on vent. And that's harder being not on vent. And plus I had deadly boss mobs, which was also telling me what to go do, which yes. I thought was pretty cool. So um, in that, we were very successful. So I was really happy with that uh, whole whole deal. Now, while you're in there, you're going to want to bid on some gear. You're going to win. Because there's going to be stuff that, you know, maybe people don't need, they don't want, and you're going to bid on stuff, you're going to win some gear from time to time. It may not really be something you can, I don't want to say that you can use. Uh, for instance, there, the only things I bid on and won were a couple of recipes for gear, for like a blacksmith and a tailor, I think. Which you were going to tell the auction house. No, I didn't. No? I put them in the you? guild bank. Oh, that was nice of you. Yeah. Um, yeah, I figured that would better, you know, better suit our guild. And someone can make that and, you know, make some money on that. Um, and, you know, I could have made a couple gold on the auction house probably with, but, yeah, I'll throw them in the guild bank. They're already in there. They're probably, in, I haven't checked today. They're probably gone. Someone probably was like, oh, my gosh, because they're, like, nice items. Mm -hmm. And here's the other thing. You're getting, you're getting, you're getting a lot of emblems. You know, you're down in bosses. You're getting your frost emblems. You're getting your emblems of triumph. You're getting all this kind of, you know, you're getting fat loot while you're in a raid. And so, well, not only getting the achievements, not only getting the, the, the real-world experience of being in the raid, not only do you have the opportunity to get gear, 
but you're also getting emblems and stuff that you can go use to upgrade your gear. So being in this situation, you know, a lot of people, I know it gets, it gets a bad rep being a GDKP, and we'll talk about, like I said, I keep promoting next, you know, next podcast. Uh, we'll talk about the pros and cons of it. But for right now, where I'm at, it's a pro. Because as someone who needs the level of character I am, with a low, with the level of experience that I have, and will take me into a raid, and I get you know to participate and see some really kick butt content. Um, so step ten on that, the whole step, is you now when people ask you for your achievements or your gear score or whatever, you can proudly post that and go, yeah, I've been there, I've done that, boss. I got the achievement. Doesn't mean I know what I'm gonna do, but I got you know I got the achievement. Or you know there there are a lot of little there, there's a there's a way to post achievements that you don't have but we won't talk about that. So hey you know what next week we are going to talk about GDKP in depth. Get your email, your Twitter, your phone calls in now, and I think freckle phrase that we may even have a prize next week for the best question that is phoned in on our Hearthcast hotline. I'm not going to say what that prize is, but it's going to be a pretty cool prize. Each week, Hearthcast gives its listeners tips to help them buy, sell, trade, or otherwise make money on the in-game and remote auction house in World of Warcraft. All brought to you for free by your gnomish hosts, Root and Freckleface. Now, I am working on a day trading video. Um, I got a, a, a Facebook message from somebody about a day trading video um, to show people how I'm using Auctioneer and some of the add-ons I have that offline using the remote auction now. So I'm putting together a video. That's going to be in about a week or two. But until this, I want you guys to chew on this, and I'm sure I'm going to get some cool emails off of this one. Um, I was trying to buy out a lot of Berean leather uh, to try to you know try to get back into the groove of things, but I wasn't finding a lot. And I spoke to another person over at the auction house, and he was basically complaining about the same thing, that there wasn't a lot of material available. And he kind of said something, and that led me to do um, some research and actually confirm what he was saying. Because a lot of times people say stuff in the World of Warcraft, and believe it or not, what they're saying is not true. They make it up. Now that I've confirmed what the guy was saying, I'm going to share a little bit of it with you. Now, you've all heard us say, you've heard us give advice on using auctioneer to scan the auction house every day. You've heard us say, tell you that you know, you've heard us give advice on using the auctioneer to scan the auction house every day. You've also heard us tell you that you need to know the prices on your realm. And you've heard us tell you that you need to know what things are being used for. So the auction house, no matter what, requires a human element in order for it to work. The human element being you, the person running the auction house. Now, what may come as a little bit of a shocker is that they have auction house bots. Now, these are pieces of software that rely on the auctioneer or some other auction house database to track the prices on the auction house. Uh, they continually scan the auction house, and when they find a good price on the item that's listed, it simply snipes it. It buys it out. Now, I don't condone these. They're, um, I don't condone any other third-party application and, you know, that, that augments the game in any way, that plays it for you in any way, or does anything anything for you in the game in any way that you can't, you know, you don't need to press a button for. Um, and if you go out there and start Googling and find one of these auction house bots, if you get caught with it, it's probably going to end up terminating your account, so don't blame me. I said don't do it. Huh. That being said, there is a problem with the auction house bots. Imagine that. Imagine that. And imagine that I have a way to exploit said bots. And anybody can do this. It's kind of fun. The problem with the applications is that the people who are running them aren't involved with the decision-making process. You know, these guys key in some figures, they click a button, and then they're doing something else. They're either off, you know, farming gold or, you know, trying to sell the gold they farmed or, you know, I don't know, doing something. So you can easily turn the tables on them, and it's not an expensive process. Here, it's only four steps, so it's really three, well, four. Anyhow, you go and get some cheap items. Cheap items, the cheaper the better. Bottom of the barrel stuff, starting area, you know, leather or, or anything you can gather or gray items, whatever the case might be. 
you know, rusted, frosted, frozen, who cares? You list those items at stupid prices for a short amount of time, your 12-hour thing. Stupid prices, stupid high. And guess what you're going to do? You're going to lose the auction. Ain't nobody going to buy it. So what you do again is you list it again at that high item price. You continue doing it typically twice. And what happens is these guys' databases go through and they're scanning. They go, you know what? That particular, let's say, you know, frozen, rusted sword. That's a good item. I made that up. Sure, that'd be a great item. A great item. A frozen, yeah. rusted sword. All right. I'm now listing that frozen, rusted sword for 20 gold. And, of course, the auction doesn't sell. I relist it at 20 gold. Of course, the auction doesn't sell. However, what these guys see is, okay, I've seen this roasted, roasted, I've seen this frozen, rusted sword for 20 gold twice. So they think the average price for said sword is 20 gold. 20 gold. Easy math. Mm -hmm. Now I drop that thing down to 5 gold on my third listing. Now, if you thought, Freckleface, that an item that normally sells for 20 gold is being listed at 5 gold, what would you do? I'd buy it. You'd buy it. Totally buy it. You'd totally buy it. That's exactly what happens. Their programs... Because you don't have the human element involved. These things are just sniping. They're bots. They go, you know what? That thing sells for 20 gold. Someone's got that thing listed as 5 gold. That is 15 gold profit. Boom. They buy it. So you just sold, you know, something that cost or is going to sell for a couple silver for 5 gold. Now, I, nobody in their right mind is going to, if they have the human element involved, is going to buy something like that for 5 gold. Nor will they buy it for 20 gold. Of course not. They're going to look at it and go, well, some guy's an idiot. They got this thing up here for 5 gold. What's going on? But the bots don't have the human element. So you can actually, you know, scam the scammers on this one. Because they're in there trying to make, you know, all they're doing is selling that stuff for profit and making gold on it and then selling the gold back. This is all crazy. So once you've done that and you've made your 5 gold, you just wash, rinse, and repeat. You go back to step one. You go buy some, you know, go get some cheap items. I I said buy, but you go get some cheap items somewhere. Throw them up in the auction house. Inflate those prices and drop the prices down to where you're still going to make a profit. And the bots buy it out. Now, it's not a guaranteed success, but it's, I've done it a couple times and been successful with it. I've done it a couple times and not successful with it. But more than often than not, I've been successful with that. And I've only done it a couple times this week. So is it... Is it items that you probably would be the only one selling that particular item? Yeah, because it's, it's great you, vendor right, trash. Right, because you mentioned like low-level. It's either low-level stuff or vendor trash. Like I've, I've done it with, with vendor trash. I tried it with, um, what did I use? It was like light leather, but somebody else bought it and it was a real person. Yeah, and see, I would tend to think like you wouldn't have that much effect if it was something light leather. Everyone's selling light leather. Right, but yeah. if you go get like a, you know, like I said, the rusted sword or whatever. You know, you go get some gray item, and then you could turn a profit on it very easily. You know, and that's what I say. List list it for a short amount of time because you want to make the most amount of money you can in the least amount of time. So you list it for the shortest prop, you know, shortest auction time available. Um, Some might consider this a scam. I consider it an opportunistic way to take advantage of people who are trying to scam the game anyhow. So. If you agree or disagree, you got thoughts or comments on that, you can email us at contributorhearthcast.com or call 321-558-7637 and let us know what you think. Looking for fail. Tales and recounts of epic fails in the world of Warcraft. Everything from bad pulls, poor choices, in-game mechanics, bugs, and glitches. This fail is for you. So I had kind of an interesting time in a Scarlet Monastery the other day. Oh yeah, with which character was in there? This was in my level forty paladin, or it's probably level thirty-nine at the okay. time. Okay. Um, is a healer named Janiqua. I've seen you on that one. Yeah. Uh, is that how you pronounce it? Yeah. Okay. I always pronounce it differently. How do you pronounce it? Differently. 
We'll leave it at that. I told you I pronounced it differently. Huh? I see it up there and I go differently. <laughs> You're such a nerd. <laughs> that hurts. So, I got into this group house. Kind of saw there's two mages. All right, that's weird. And two then mages. two mages. And then I noticed that their names were only different by one character. So yeah, that's kind of weird. And then I noticed that they were moving at the same time. Everything dun, dun, dun. that they did, casting, eating, drinking, and they looked almost the same. Huh. I was like, this is weird. I kind of said in party chat, this is weird. And no one said anything. Huh. And the tank's like, yeah, this is weird. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But the whole time, you know, no response. I was saying like, hey, are you guys one of those bots? Are you a character leveling service? That was all I could think of. Maybe they're leveling these characters to sell them. Okay, I can see that. Okay. Um, but finally, at some point, we said, hey, you guys, bots. He said, no, we're twins. Except they said it at the same time. Right. Right. So it's really strange. So we finally get up to the cathedral door. And I don't know if you've been there. But they have these big doors. Like, you're outside in the courtyard, and they have these big doors that go inside a church. And uh, when you start pulling the mobs, like, inside the door, the door keeps opening and shutting, so you're having a yeah, hard time Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I know it. Yep. Well, we wiped about twice. Ouch. Because we couldn't all get in or out, or mobs kept on coming up. So finally, the tank got frustrated. He's like, you know, it has to be one of you mages. So he, like, boat kicked them, one of them. <laughs> so <laughs> so okay. I kind of went, whatever. I just want to see what happens. So I clicked okay, and, like, the one, the one mage left... I was kicked out, and then the mage, like, after about 30 seconds, said, You know, if you just get your head out of your and pulled, pulled him out to the courtyard, you'd be fine. And right. then he left. Yeah. Which, which is exactly what we need to do, is to start just pulling him out in the pulling courtyard. Pulling him out the courtyard, yeah. So, that was that. I mean, like, the mages, they were still, like, the top two on the recount. So, I mean... <laughs> So they're doing their, their they're job. They're doing their job, but it's just really weird, and I couldn't figure out what's going on. They're two boxing. Two boxing. Yeah, two or multiple. It's called multi boxing. And but why? Well, that's something to know. I mean, there's a great article. And you know, what I'll do, I'll put it up on a link to it on the show. Um, that's got this guy like, like multi boxes like uh, five characters at the same. He's his own group. So are they all the same class? Um, I think a lot of them are, but I have, have to go back and read the article. But basically, when I was in Orgrimmar a long time ago on on Diakono, there was a guy that came in. He had five. I had some screenshots of because I'm like, what is that? Because they're all overlapping each other. And you know, he ran up, and you know, he, everyone was like, oh, hacks, hacks. He's like, oh, give us a break. We just dinged or whatever. Um, and we have a guy in our in in uh, Titans Warriors multi boxes. He was in there chatting and trying to get them all set up because what it is, you have a controlling program that controls everything you do. So you're only typing on one computer. When right. you move, all your characters move. And when you talk, all your characters talk. And everything you do, all your characters do. Now, for him, it's pretty good to be a mage because you're dealing DPS and it's pretty cool. So, you know, it's I don't see anything wrong with it. It's just if you have the, the hardware and the expendable cash to do so, go for it. You know, you're paying for each account. And you're paying for the hardware because you're not going to want to run two instances on the same machine. So you've no. got, you know, you've got multiple machines that are networked together. It's using network protocol. It's, it's there. I'm not, you know, I don't advocate it. Um, I've tried to play two characters um, on two boxes at the same time, and it's hard without any kind of software. I had a, um, what did I have? I had a paladin and a priest. It was back when my son had his account. And I'm sorry, it was a paladin and a druid. And so he was a druid and I had a pally. And we were tr trying to level those. And so I was trying to two-box and yeah, with no software or anything else. And it didn't work. It didn't work, It was yeah. very difficult. Uh, but, yeah, I've seen it a couple times. Most of the time people are cool with it. But, yeah. Well, I just thought it was interesting, like... Uh because it wasn't his fault in the end. It's just you guys were failing on your pull. No, location. it wasn't his fault. So there was that. You know, we should have. We went. We attacked the thing that was strange and unknown. Right. Instead of attacking the real problem. Well, but also, I was just curious. Okay, one of them's going to have a cooldown because they left the instance. <laughs> and one of them's not. <laughs> he just messed up his, his, his yeah, whole Yeah, he just messed up his day. 
Yeah, look at yeah, that. That's a good fail on his part. That's like a double yeah. fail. Yeah, it's kind of we, double fail. We all failed. Yeah, that's yeah. funny though. Hey, but you know what? For, to our listeners, if any of you guys are into you know two boxing or multi boxing, then uh, you know send us some screenshots, some videos, or whatever. Email, call, you know, you know, deal. We like that kind of stuff, and uh, Freckleface would like to know more about it. So it's kind of funny. Shenanigans! Sometimes people do things just for the fun of it in the world of Warcraft. And sometimes the fun is so epic, it must be shared with others. Shenanigans! Shenanigans! Bringing it back. Did you have epic fun this week or something? Uh, it was interesting. It was very interesting. It was something that happened that I got a kick out of just because it was fun to do. And um, we had fun doing it. And... I don't know what to call it other than um, a guy basically asked me, you know, he's, he's like, hey, you're a warlock. I'm like, hey, congratulations. You know, you can do a who. <laughs> and he's like, do you have about, you know, 15, 20, 30 minutes? I'm like, yeah, I got time. What's going on? He's like, well, we got a guy that just made it into Northern, and I'm taking him around all, all the flight points. I was like, well, that's a long run, you know, because I'm thinking he's riding, you know, whatever, like like you and I did. Where Passenger I, mount. Yeah. He's like, no, no, no. We're summoning him to all the different flight points. I was like, really? <laughs> and so it was, it was me, um, another warlock, and the guy, and then the guy was getting summoned. And so we're going to all these different flight points, flying here, flying there, arriving at a flight point. Sometimes using the flight point, sometimes flying ourselves because it's quicker. A lot of times, a lot quicker to fly directly to the next flight point on your own flying mount. Yeah, it usually is. And you know, we're getting there, and there was summoning the guy over there. We're getting there because he didn't even have his cold weather flying. He couldn't even, you know, fly on his own up there. So you got to use the flight points at that point in time. And so it was kind of neat because we went all over Northern in about a half hour. And the guy did ask me, by the way, if I had my um, Explorer's title. And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, well, you would have gotten more of it. If, you know? <laughs> so that was kind of cool. Just everywhere we went, we're, you know, bringing this guy and showing him all the different flight points. And I, I thought that was pretty cool. That's fun. Um yeah, like every time we get somewhere, you know, the guy would dance or tell a joke or do something stupid, kill a deer, Aww. Or, or a bug. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, it was it was just something that I had never thought of doing before. And, I mean, I know I have I've been run to different flight points and um, carried to different flight points, but never summoned to different flight points. I thought that was pretty cool. I did uh, when I did my uh, raid. Remember I was telling you, like, hey, how do I get to here? And I sent you, I think I sent you a text message. You weren't online yet, but you yeah, didn't get it till late. Yeah, how do I get to TSA? Yeah, because I wasn't, I wasn't even really paying attention. Uh, but I got to ride in um, that Refer Friend Rocket. Oh, how was it? Um, it's not as fast as a normal mounts, flying oh, really? mounts. Yeah. It's not like an epic flying mount or anything. Oh, you know what? It's based on what you already know. Oh. So he might not have had epic. Okay, that could be it. Yeah. And, um... The graphics on it were, I was disproportionate. My little gnome yeah. was bigger than, I think he was a, he was a druid, I believe. But I was like, I looked big compared to him. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of weird. But I didn't get to fly one. On one. I didn't get to fly it. See, but. maybe it's that since it's something that they're giving out for free. They don't really care. The next one. Well, not that they don't care, but they're doing it for free while they're working on it. And maybe uh, then to make it available for everybody. Yes, yeah, something that you can purchase. It's going to be some kind of a goblin. No, it'll be a goblin quest. Yeah. Or no, no, yeah. not a quest. There'll be like something that the very first day that the expansion comes out, you can buy it for fifty thousand gold or something yeah. like that. That's what I'm banking on. That's what I'm saving my money for. Is for like stuff in the new expansion. Yeah, get like a big ticket item, but like right when it, right when it's available. Mm. I can see you that. Do that once. Yeah, we'll do that once. Once is good. You don't think once is good? I think once is good. That's what I need. Well, that music tells us that about does it for this episode of HearthCast. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to check out the website over at www.hearthcast.com. And you can participate in our show by calling the HearthCast hotline at 321-558-7637. You can email us at contributorhearthcast.com or use our website submission form. We'd like to give some thanks to the people who who participated in today's show. That would be uh, 
Surreal or Serile, as earlier. Uh, Safety Net, Resident Evil, Silverstream, Pibbles. Thanks for being part of the show this week. Also, we'd like to thank our sponsors, SwagDog.com, TavernCraft.com, B365. You can check them out by going to the link on HearthCast.com. Also, NextIntelligence.com for providing us some studio space. If you like what you heard, spread the word. Tell your friends and your guildmates. And if you link to us from your blog, we'll give you a link back. Until next time, this has been Root and Freckleface for HearthCast.com.